At last they came to the grey edge, and they looked past the cinder valleys where many of the dragons lived, through a gap in the mountains to the great white plain and the shining cliffs. They saw the world rise, a pale green and gold moon, huge and round above the shoulders of the lunar mountains, and Rover Random thought, That is where my little boy lives. It seemed a terrible and enormous way away. Do dreams come true? he asked. Some of mine do, said the old man. Some, but not all, and seldom any of them straight away, or quite like they were in dreaming them. But why do you want to know about dreams? I was only wondering, said Roverandum. About that little boy, said the man. I thought so. He then pulled a telescope out of his pocket. It opened out to an enormous length. A little look will do you no harm, I think, he said. Roverandum looked through it. When he had managed at last to shut one eye and keep the other open, he saw the world plainly. First he saw the far end of the moon's path falling straight into the sea, and he thought he saw, faint and rather thin, long lines of small people sailing swiftly down it, but he could not be quite sure. The moonlight quickly faded, sunlight began to grow, and suddenly there was the cove of the sand sorcerer. But no sign of Psamathos. Psamathos did not allow himself to be peeped at, and after a while the two little boys walked into the round picture, going hand in hand along the shore. Looking for shells or for me? wondered the dog. Very soon the picture shifted, and he saw the little boy's father's white house on the cliff, with its garden running down to the sea, and at the gate he saw an unpleasant surprise. The old wizard, sitting on a stone, smoking his pipe, as if he had nothing to do but watch there for ever, with his old green hat on the back of his head and his waistcoat unbuttoned. "'What's old Arthur, what do you call him, doing at the gate?' Riverandum asked. "'I should have thought he had forgotten about me long ago. And aren't his holidays over yet?' "'No, he's waiting for you, my doglet. He hasn't forgotten.' If you turn up there just now, real or toy, he'll put some new bewitchment on you pretty quick. It isn't that he minds so much about his trousers, they were soon mended, but he is very annoyed with Samathos for interfering, and Samathos hasn't finished making his arrangements yet for dealing with him. Just then, Roverandum saw Artaxerxes' hat blown off by the wind, and off the wizard ran after it, and plain to see... He had a wonderful patch on his trousers, an orange-coloured patch with black spots. "'I should have thought that a wizard could have managed to patch his trousers better than that,' said Roverandum. "'But he thinks he has managed it beautifully,' said the old man. "'He bewitched a piece off somebody's window curtains. They got fire insurance, and he got a splash of colour, and both are satisfied. "'Still, you are right.' He is failing, I do believe. Sad, after all these centuries, to see a man going off his magic. But lucky for you, perhaps. Then the man in the moon closed the telescope with a snap, and off they went again. 
Here are your wings again, he said, when they had reached the tower. Now, fly off and amuse yourself. Don't worry the moonbeams, don't kill my white rabbits, and come back when you feel hungry, or have any other sort of pain. Rover Random at once flew off to find the moon dog and tell him about the other side. But the other dog was a bit jealous of a visitor being allowed to see things which he could not, and he pretended not to be interested. Mm, Sounds a nasty part altogether, he growled. I'm sure I don't want to see it. I suppose you'll be bored with the white side now, and only having me to go about with, instead of all your two-legged friends. It's a pity the Persian wizard is such a sticker and you can't go home. Rover Random was rather hurt, and he told the...